You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's audio corruption free for a week. For one week. For one solid week. Reset I'm- the clock. <laughs> See if we can do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over. but <laughs> Most of it Animal Crossing related. <laughs> most of it Animal Crossing and most of it about two weeks old. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. And I know I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. So you guys go first. And I will fill in the gap with with Sonic news. <laughs> Let's see, what do we got? We've got a couple things. Let's talk about that Dragon Quest movie. Oh yeah, we watched uh, Dragon Quest Your Story, which is on Netflix now. My story. Your story. Your story. Oh it's wow! Dragon Quest Your Story. Wow. It is a CG animated movie based on the plot of Dragon Quest Five. Five. Okay, which one was that? That's the one that's the entire hero's life story from oh. from childhood to adulthood. Gotcha. Okay, cool. The amount that you'll like this movie is based on the amount that you enjoy Dragon Quest and its myriad of creatures and lore and that kind of stuff. Okay, does it look like the Akira Toriyama art style a little bit? No. Oh, well... No. Okay. It kind of it looks like uh, it doesn't look bad though. Yeah, it's not bad. It mm-hmm. I don't it's think very it, pretty. It doesn't hurt. The, well, I don't want to say it doesn't hurt the movie that it's not Toriyama because it would be better if it was. Sure. But it's still you know it, like you said it's still pretty and it's it's good interpretations of those characters. Okay, good. Like it's close, but it's like somewhere between the Toriyama original art and Pixar. Oh, uh, all right, sure, okay. Actually, it kind of looks a lot like, uh, what's the dragon one? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. It oh, nice. It kind of has that vibe. Okay, I like that. I like that vibe, so that's cool. Okay. They gloss over a lot of things real quick. Well, in... they have to. They only have like an hour and a half. You have to tell the story of a 30-hour video game. Sure, yeah. Um, the enti- They gloss over the entire childhood. Mm. By showing you clips from the game. <laughs> oh, really? Like, like Super Nintendo footage of him making the choices and the things oh, happening. Oh, really? As a kid. Oh, wow. The dub is good. Okay. I, I thought good. it was well acted. I was going to ask you dubs versus subs. That age old question that <laughs> is coming back for some reason. Yeah, we watched the dub and okay. it was good. Oh, um, good. Good. <laughs> Stephen Bloom uh, voices the slime. Of course he does. <laughs> Stephen Bloom's in everything. Yeah. There's a couple branching choices in the game. Mm-hmm. Actually, just one, really. And the way they handle it is is good and interesting. And, uh, man, I really don't want to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, no. Because the last act, not even the last act, the last ten minutes of the movie is... It takes a turn. It does. Oh, really? And you won't guess what it is. Oh, okay. It's weird. Okay, great. It's It gets... Uh, Buckwild Nuts. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But I, I would definitely, if you've ever played a Dragon Quest game, you'll probably like this movie. Okay, okay. should give it a watch. Yeah, I might check it out. If you don't know what Dragon Quest is, you'll probably be confused. Mm. Or think it's generic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Dragon Quest kind of is. It kind of is. But that's the charm of it. Yeah. And also, 
it's just kind of that old too. <laughs> it was kind of one of the first, if not the first. Yeah. So it gets to be kind of generic. Oh, and they say it's uh, the uh, translation matches up with the game. So like the names of things are the same. They shout out the silly spell names whenever oh, they use their spells. Oh, excellent. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Bianca so will be running around. Frizz, frizz, frizz when she's fireballs. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, cool. Sounds like fun. Do you want to talk about scary clowns? Oh, I forgot about that <laughs> awful movie. We watched a documentary on Hulu called Wrinkles the Clown. Mm, I hate it already, but go <laughs> on. It's worse than you would think, but for different, completely different reasons. Okay. Um, there was apparently some kind of viral sensation called Wrinkles the Clown, who's a scary clown man that you can call to scare your kids to get them to behave, I guess is the story of it. Mm. I don't think that was an actual thing you could do, was it? No. Yeah, it was like a performance art thing. Okay. But, you know, people would still, it's still an actual phone number you could call and leave a message and parents will honestly use it to scare their kids that way okay which is a questionable parenting tactic at best a little bit they play a lot of voicemail clips of people scaring their kids with the phone number and it's kind of uncomfortable honestly mm. um it's but like, they inter- you need to come get my kid is acting up yeah oh that's not come here mr wrinkles and eat my child what <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and th- like this documentary lacks any sort of like central narrative or guiding like story. Oh, so it just kind of meanders about this weird creepy clown. Yeah. Mm. And there, there's a lot of uh, like this old man that's supposedly the clown. Okay. Like they they let you believe for like half the movie. More than probably more than yeah. half. Like seventy five percent of the movie. That this guy is the guy who's you know, the clown. But not showing his face because he wanted to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the you know, in the last half hour. Oh, no, that was fake. We were just, that was just the character. That's the character that plays the character of Wrinkles the Clown. And it's uh. actually this performance artist. And it's like, well, why did you make me watch all that then if it wasn't real? If the, well, is the movie part of the performance art? Mm, not, it's, it, they... Play it like it's a factual like documentary. Uh, see, I don't like this. And even the last the last part where they explain like, oh, that was a fake character. That that that's part of it. That's is that part of the movie that you just watched? It's like, well, either leave it, you know, fake yeah. on purpose, or tell me the story the right way. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and I don't like this. Another like majority of the movie was just they just interviewed kids that were because he put out like a couple. YouTube videos that made it viral of him scaring, but it was all mm-hmm. set up. Set up. He sure. never went and scared people yeah. at all. They let you know that they were set up videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, in rude, just these kids are just terrified and it's just. Yeah, that's not even like funny. It's just mean. Yeah, about a quarter of the documentary was interesting and then the rest of it was meandering interviews with. YouTube kids. <laughs> yeah, kids that have unfettered access to YouTube and shouldn't. Ah, uh, yeah, that ju- that does not sound enjoyable. I don't no. know if I would enjoy yeah, like, watching this documentary or like anything. These kids would just call the number and cuss out the clown. <laughs> it was awful. Like, yeah, don't watch sounds, it. Sounds like it. I don't, I mean, clowns don't really bother me all that much, but like this whole performance art 
angle with the fake and the tricking it's kids and stuff. Wasting your time. Yeah, the whole thing was... felt like a massive waste of time. It sounds, yeah, it sounds it. It but, sounds I mean, it. It kind of, because it was around the time, was it 2016? Yeah, it might have spurred the whole uh, creepy clown epidemic that oh, happened. Oh yes, know, like I remember five or six that years ago. That's yeah. the only like, interesting part of it. Yeah, I remember that. How there were creepy clowns stopping, you know, just walking around, which is apparently also a thing that happened in the eighties. Really? So yeah, it's a, it's kind of a reoccurring event where people think murder clowns are on the loose, huh? Even when they're not, the stars <laughs> have aligned and the clowns are out. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It is interesting because, you know, like the satanic panic. It's sure. Like the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but this time But this clowns. time it's clowns. Yeah. 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 Don't watch that one. It's on Hulu. Uh, avoid it like the plague. There's a Call of Cthulhu game that just uh, uh, dropped on uh, Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't think it's a super new game or anything, but it was new to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I poked around. I've poked around in it for maybe uh, three, three hours, I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't a, know what you do. <laughs> it's a neat little detective game. Mm-hmm. Like you go around and it has like kind of role playing game rules. Like not like Final Fantasy role playing, like Dungeons and Dragons role playing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's based on the Call of Cthulhu role playing system. So oh, cool. You have stats that you place that can affect like your strength. If you can like brute strength through a situation, it'll let you. Mm-hmm. Um, like you get medical knowledge from finding books in the environment that let you pass skill checks for medical stuff. Oh, interesting that kind of stuff. And it's not, it's not like a a video gamey video game. There's not like shooting or fighting or whatever. It's just a lot of detective work and puzzle solving, and also passing those skill checks based on where you allocate skill points that you get. Interesting. No, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun to solve a Cthulhu mystery. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think it's pretty neat. Um, the aesthetics are like very good. It really hits that uh, Lovecraftian uh, Dagon esque uh, mm-hmm, vibe. Mm-hmm. Fishtown. Yeah, Fishtown. Oh yeah. I okay. mean, graphically, it's not that impressive. The uh, people's mouths look a little weird, and it's not like it's not super high resolution, fancy animation. But, but it's that's but not it, the point. Yeah, but it, it gets the job done. Yeah. And I found the story interesting. You got one big jump out of you once. Yeah, like a raven flew by and startled me. But other than that, it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't been like that scary. But it's also just kind of, it's just fun to do the detective stuff, I think. Oh, that's cool. And it's kind of got a hidden object bent to it. Okay. But like within a 3D environment, not like a Where's Waldo. Ah, oh, gotcha. Well, that sounds really awesome. And that's, uh, is that part of the Game Pass? Or yeah. is that a, yeah? Okay, cool. Well, very cool. Yeah, I would recommend that one. So, awesome. So, no clown movie. Yes, Dragon <laughs> Quest. Yes, Call of Cthulhu on the Xbox One. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, hey, um, I'm gonna go ahead and get into my check them outs. I really did one big thing, and uh, because you guys haven't seen it yet, I'm not gonna go into too many spoilers. Although. There's really not a whole lot to spoil in this movie. Yeah. It's a Sonic movie for children. It's a so- <laughs> and that's that is the that's the grand overarching kind of idea behind my review here. I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog last weekend for Valentine's Day because well, I spoiled the lead there. Sorry. You didn't, but that's fine. No, that's fine. I think most folks I think I mentioned it two weeks ago. I said I was gonna go see Val- uh, Sonic on Valentine's Day, and we did. And it was a lot of fun. 
I really enjoyed it. I honestly was kind of going into it, assuming it was going to be bad (laughs) or at least kind of boring. And as it turns out, it was fairly enjoyable. They pack that thing to the gills with references. Nice. And not just new references. Like the new references are the ones that were like the weakest point, the groaners. Like he flosses at one point. Actually, no, I take that back. He flosses twice. (laughs) Of course. And there were, what? and I have a theory about that. So so the Sonic movie was pushed back pretty far to make up for the bad graphics and everything. (laughs) That movie was originally supposed to come out around the time the Shazam movie was out. And Shazam also flossed in (laughs) the Shazam movie. It would have been much funnier. It would have been, it would have, yes, it would have worked, but. Well, not much funnier. Not much funnier. At least more relevant. Relevant, (laughs) yes. But he he does eat a chili dog. Good. In a scene. As he should. (laughs) He does uh, activate his speed powers. And while he's like, before he goes running off, he taps his foot and like looks at his wrist (laughs) like a watch. Does he say, uh, that's no good? A variation of it, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he says, gotta go fast, in a variation, kind what of a variation of it. On the, in the Saturday morning cartoon, he's like, gotta juice. Is that what he used to say? <laughs> I think uh, he. I think he's what he got a blast or something. No, that's Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> oh, that's Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I think right. he used yeah. to talk about juicing a lot. Juicing? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't believe he said anything about juicing. Hog juice. Sanic uh, is in it. <laughs> There's a there's a guy in the town. Um, so th- the whole thing takes place on the real world in Green Hills, Montana, I think, is the place. And there is one guy in town, Crazy Carl, who swears up and down that he keeps seeing the blue demon. I've drawn this picture of the blue demon. I've seen him. And it's in it's Sanic. It's the meme. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it's pretty good. It's it was fine. I would Honestly, looking back and thinking about it, I would rate the movie about a six or seven out of 10 just because I assumed it was going to be bad. I think initially I would have rated it higher at like around an eight or a nine just because it was fine. It was good. It wasn't as good as Detective Pikachu. I enjoyed that one more. But, uh, you know, everyone in the movie does a really good job. Ben Schwartz seems like he's bringing the right energy. Bring Ben Schwartz brings exactly the right energy. I was worried that Sonic would be completely unstoppable in this movie because how do you stop someone who can move at the speed of light and basically you've seen the uh, X-Men movies with Quicksilver in yeah. them, right? Where he they have those extended scenes where time stops basically and it's just your character walking through while every because it's simulating yeah. super speed that, and, a, and that, a popular song plays while yes. he rearranges the room that <laughs> that happens a couple times in this movie <laughs> the way they get around the way the writers get around sonic being nigh on omnipotent because of his speed powers is by making him kind of stupid <laughs> I, I can see that he's kind of <laughs> dumb he he's a kid in this he's and he raised himself He came to the real world very young, I'll say, featuring a reference uh, that I won't spoil right off the bat in the movie. But uh, he kind that's the point. It's the reason why he has to go on a road trip with real life NPC James Marsden, (laughs) who he's fine. He's likable enough, 
but he is just there and he does not overshadow the main characters at all. So that's good. James Marsden does his job as an actor. He doesn't have a lot of charisma. Again, he seems likable and I'm not just talking in this movie. He was the same way as Cyclops in the X-Men movies in that one romantic comedy with Anna Ferris. He was just kind of generic guy, <laughs> kind of affable, but Hello, just a guy I am man. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in, I think in, in this film, that is what you need when yeah. you have Sonic he has a committed relationship. His wife is a woman of color and they, I applaud them for not for no one making reference to it. (laughs) It it's just something that is the way it is. There is one thing that I did not care for too much. Keep in mind, this is a children's movie. So a lot of the jokes had to be kind of, I didn't care for it was Sonic's visible butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Two things I didn't care for. No, they set up a thing where for a while, James Marsden's wife is in loss is in San Francisco. She's in San Francisco staying with, (laughs) and she has to escape from the city. (laughs) There's a reference to escape the city in there. Good. But she ha- is staying with her sister, and her sister hates James Marsden with every fiber of her being. Not a single line of dialogue that comes out of the woman's mouth is doesn't have any doesn't include something about how much she absolutely loathes James Marsden, wants a divorce, wants to murder him, hates, 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 hates him with no reasoning behind it. <laughs> and I understand. Okay, it's a kids' movie. They felt that they really didn't need to. They were just setting up a side character, whatever. But it's just the, just the guttural, just <laughs> deep in her soul hatred of James Marsden was probably the, one of the most cartoony things in the movie. Honestly, it was weird. So inoffensive and affable that it doesn't make any it sense. It makes no <laughs> sense. And it's not like he was abusive or self-centered or anything like that. The whole... There's a whole subplot about how he wants to leave Green Hills and go to San Francisco to become an actual cop. He's a cop. He's a small town cop in this. And he was asking his wife if, hey, is this okay? Are you okay with this? And she goes, I went to veterinary school for so many years. What did you do while I was in school? He goes, well, I got a second job to help make the bills and then I got a third job to help make the bills when the second job didn't cl- cut it. And she goes, yeah, you sacrifice for me. It's my turn to sacrifice for you, which is kind of a neat. It There was no. That's how relationship it's, works. Exactly. <laughs> and there's no, there was no conflict between the two at all, which makes the sisters hate just yeah, absolute, weird. like from the just, fiery hatred of James Marsden so out of place. It almost makes me think there was a deleted scene or something. Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. How was he? Cause I could see that going two different directions. <laughs> he was evil Ace Ventura. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> okay. More accurately. Do you remember Batman forever? where he played super genius Edward Nigma, AKA the Riddler. It's that. <laughs> wow. That's all. Yeah. Riddle me this hedgehog. Practically. <laughs> it. he was amazing. 
he it's weird that he came back from his uh break from acting and is in this role which is not like something most actors would do or even young Jim younger Jim Carrey would do where he would pick something that is outside of his wheelhouse kind of like a number 23 or the majestic the, the cable guy the cable guy something like that he came back and just did something that everybody knows him for he's just ace ventura but a bad guy <laughs> they explain why his nickname is eggman in this they explain because he's dr robotnik in this they there are so many references the rings make sense huh. there are multiple references within the rings like they did a good job and they set it up for a sequel in a big bad way, and they're absolutely going to get it. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. it's made uh, about a bajillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. It outdid Birds of Prey, which is a shame. It's it was going to because <laughs> oh, it's a kids movie. This and, is a kids and movie. Birds of Prey is rated R. It's so. rated R. It's like comparing apples to a fifty-seven Chevy. <laughs> like <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't compare those two. It's just a shame that they released them at the same time. Plus, this is typically the time of year where a lot of studios dump movies they're not 100% okay with or they don't have much faith in. Endless trash. Endless trash. (laughs) Uh, There's another name for this, but I can't say it on air. (laughs) But when, so what happens when you have a movie that is just okay or pretty good? When it comes out in trash month. Yeah, it seems a lot better it than it is. It seems way better. <laughs> yeah. So I honestly would recommend going and seeing this one. I Even if you don't see it at the Dollar Theater, I would go and spend the money because the graphics do look good. There is one lingering remnant of Terror Sonic, Nightmare Sonic in this. <laughs> There's a scene in which uh, he gets a bomb stuck to his glove and is shaking it back and forth going, I can't get it off. I can't get this bomb off my glove. It's because Terror Sonic did not wear gloves. He just had white hands. Oh, yeah. Because So if there's a bomb stuck on a glove, you just take the glove off, and that's, <laughs> and that's it. Luckily, they set up that he's dumb. Yes, <laughs> they set up that he's very dumb. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I would recommend going to see it. I think it's worth your time. It's worth seeing on the big screen. Not even ironically. Just <laughs> just go see that hedgehog. Just go see that hedgehog. How much time we got left? Because I thought I thought of another. We watched uh, that new reality show, well, uh, Lego Masters. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to see that. How is that? It's pretty good. Yeah? It's, it's a reality show where they get themed. Uh, teams of two get different themed Lego creations they have to make in like 15 hours mm. on a stage. Like... Like a cooking show, but they're cooking big Legos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, Will Arnett's funny on it because oh, he's sure. Will Arnett. He yeah. mugs at the camera constantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of the teams they got are pretty fun and interesting and diverse individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a father-son. Uh, they, are they Cuban? No, Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican uh, father-son team that are adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, the two cosplay girls that oh, sure. when they're like, oh, we do cosplay. We were both like, uh, tracks. 
But they're honestly kind of my favorite team of the bunch. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's two uh, bearded Portland dudes, which also tracks. Also tracks. Uh, two engineer boy, yes. white engineer boys, okay. which tracks. Mm-hmm. So they seem legitimately like people who enjoy Lego. Like, like they found actual people. Oh, that's cool. Uh, except for a couple. There's a couple of newlyweds where the guy seems like he's really into the Lego and his wife just seems like she's she's there. <laughs> I, I feel really bad for her. Yeah. Like, you know, she's good for her being supportive, I guess, but it doesn't seem like this is her idea. <laughs> They're and like super waspy looking. Yeah. Like she's wearing this fancy dress. Yeah. Oh, really? It was wearing like, a suit. Yeah, cartoon waspy <laughs> characters. <laughs> there is a woman who looks like a midway caricature of Paula Dean. Oh, God. And it's bizarre. Oh, wow. It's just like, why you are you, you here? It's weird. Find a picture of her. Like, she has huge like, blonde hair. Oh, wow. Like, we I, have to, you yeah. have to see it. Okay, well, while you're looking that up, we'll go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about some news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now.
welcome back to the show, baby. You're going to die. <laughs> that was Welcome to the Jungle uh, by Guns N' Roses. Oh, that was and great. You're welcome. <laughs> that got me. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. you had to confront your own, your own mortality. <laughs> I'm sorry I gave you guys the warning for that. <laughs> No, that was perfect. I, I realized what you were going to say. It's like, oh, no. Oh, that was perfect. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news. Uh, what do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about this Nintendo PlayStation. Uh, without, oh, yeah. Without getting rambly about it like we did last time when we tried to do this show. That's okay. Hey, that doesn't exist anymore. So let's try it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Nintendo PlayStation, we covered this months maybe almost a year ago Back probably when they found it yeah in somebody's storage they found a uh, there was a long rumored to exist collaboration between nintendo and sony mm-hmm. uh pre-playstation they were going to add a cd-rom drive to the super nintendo that's right and when that deal fell through that's when playstation decided to make their own console yeah we'll just make our own console mm-hmm. and then that was probably the worst decision nintendo ever made yeah, well, yeah. But uh, yeah, for a long time, everyone just kind of thought this thing was a rumor that it was in development stages, but it never actually existed. But someone found it in like a storage locker or something, right? It was... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Their, their, their dad's storage or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like a demo for like a Space World or something like that, which Space World is kind of like E3 a little bit. For, for, for J- Nintendo, for Nintendo in Japan, in Japan <laughs> but it's more like a trade show. It's so it's not doesn't have like the glitz and glamour. It's more like one big room with a bunch of tech they demos. Don't, they don't do it anymore either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but th- it's going on auction apparently. Yeah, that's the news. Uh, and it's it's hit uh, probably a couple hundred thousand at this point, uh, at least. Yeah. At last I saw, I think it was at like four hundred thousand. And that that Palmer Lucky guy from Oculus, mm. formerly formerly of Oculus, oh, who's that guy really kind of a kind not of. is not a cool dude. Not yeah. Uh, he was the one that was highest bidder on oh, it for a while. That is, that is a shame. Yeah, I don't know who is now, but it's it's you know it's a non. Well, it's functioning, but there's no games on it. It's just a historical piece. Right. You can play Super Nintendo games on it. Oh. Yes, I did. Between last week and this week, I did hear that you can. It is a functioning Super Nintendo. The disk drive has a demo disk that was used for Space World, but that's all that it can play. But still, it's an incredible piece of history that and should belongs be an, in a museum. It belongs in a museum. I'm kind of torn on this. Yes, I wish they would have like donated it to a museum or something like that. On the same, Along the same lines, I can't place any blame on the family that wants to sell it oh yeah because oh my god can you imagine how much you can do with four hundred thousand dollars yeah and and counting just imagine if you had something like that just sitting around i i don't i don't place any blame on them at all i just hope whoever does end up with this does the right thing and puts it out so that other people can see it and doesn't just put it on a shelf in their house and be like, oh, I'm so glad I have this. They yeah. don't turn into uh, Black Mask in uh, Birds of Prey with his masks. With his... No, it's in my room. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I hope they do the right thing with it, but it's just amazing that this, it's going for that much. And, and that it even exists. That Yeah. This, <laughs> this is something that really shouldn't even exist, but yet 
here it is. Plus, speaking of Super Nintendo games Do it. and the preservation yeah. of such. Let's go for um, it. The Switch Online service is adding some new games to SNES Online and NES Online. And they're all a bunch of wet farts. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they're a lot of stinkers. Uh, yep. if, if you like shmups, there's uh, Poppin' Twin Bee, which Twin I Bee. guess is, is good. I've but, heard Twin Bee's all right. But I don't like those, so you know, I not for me. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. The other one is like a tennis game. Mm-hmm. That was already available on the Japanese version of this. Yeah. So it's not even really a new game. I, I don't even remember the NES games. I like don't a, either, but it's a Ninja Gaiden knockoff and like. Yeah, Shadow of the Ninja or something like that. It, the it, fact that we can't remember the names of these off the top of our head is pretty indicative of how much of a non issue these games are. Yeah. Honestly, I was kind of. I've been a little bummed out by the showing that this especially the super nintendo yeah. online uh, the, the initial bunch was really good like they really yeah. knocked it out of the park with the first bunch and but then nothing yeah it makes me wonder how much of it is getting hamstrung by third-party developers how much is it uh people going oh now wait a minute what if we release our own app with these games like the mega man and mega man x collection yeah and try to make a little bit of money on our own instead of just getting a licensing fee from Nintendo for this free which, app. Which historically Nintendo probably doesn't pay them a whole lot not for a, it. Not a ton. Yeah. yeah. So I like, mean, even, even Konami has like, if you want to play Castlevania, you can go buy their Castlevania. Thing right. Or yeah. Their Contra collection. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a shame that we're probably not going to get the best games out there. But then again, it could be that these are just placeholders that they're games that they could have that they could license and put out there very quickly to go. Hey, remember we still have this app, so that in two or three months when they have the real big games, it's still kind of in the cultural mindset that oh yeah, this app exists and people are using it. Yeah. Or when uh, September rolls around and it's time to renew your. Uh yearly fee and they put donkey kong country one two and three on there. yeah or like nintendo 64 games show up yeah that would be that's that's the other thing <laughs> yeah 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 but right now it's uh it's pretty sad mm-hmm. it's a sad state of affairs it is kind of a sad state yeah well, yeah that's a little rough on it too because there are some super classic great games on there that oh, are yeah. definitely worth your time sure it's just uh why not more <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so do we want to talk about the Animal Crossing thing? We're talking about Nintendo stuff. We may as well go ahead and do this real quick. Yeah. There was a big uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons Nintendo Direct where they dropped a whole bunch of news on that game, which okay. uh, is interesting because we previously knew little to nothing about it. Sure. So what is Animal Crossing for people who don't know what it is? It's different. It's a like a life sim. That's... Even that is too complicated for what Animal Crossing is. It's kind of like a weird, like, city designing. There's part city design. There's part friendship interior, making. Interior, interior decorating. Yeah. It's very chill and relaxing. That more than anything. Yes, it is a chill game. Yeah. It is not an action-packed game at all. Never, ever, ever. By a bug collecting, fishing. Yeah. It is a perfect... Well, when I played New Leaf, which was the previous version of this on the 3DS, I would use it as a de-stressor, and it almost has like a built-in timer on it of sorts because it is set in real time. So you can't 
jump to the next day. Like the in-game clock is the same as the real world clock. So you hit a point after a couple hours of playing the game where you've pretty much done everything you can do and you basically have to wait, which is tantamount to just turning the game off and going and doing something else. But it is very incredibly relaxing more than anything. It's almost zen. It is. Yes. The repetition of of movements along with kind of the chill music and the very inoffensive art design. Everything's kind of rounded and cutesy. It is, I like it. I like it a lot. It's tantamount to like a Zen garden or, or uh, tending to a bonsai. Yes, (laughs) actually. Yeah, very much so. And this new one, new horizons is the newest game that's going to be coming out on the switch. And this uh, Nintendo direct had, answered just about every single question I had about this game, of which there were a few. Uh, the main gist of th- this time around is that you're on a deserted island and you're making the whole island like your own. And you're turning the island into a bustling city. It has, it looks like it does everything New Leaf did, but better. And there's more customization. Like you can move around where people place their houses where in previous games you basically had to trick the game into forcing it to place them where you wanted it. Yeah, or it was just completely random. Or just totally random, and it would throw your entire town landscaping off, which is a little frustrating sometimes if you're OCD. (laughs) They added crafting to this game, so you don't have to go and spend spend all your hard-earned in-game currency. You can just hit a tree until you get enough you know, wood and rocks and stuff to make a, a thing. Bench or yeah. a chair or whatever. And that's kind of cool. It adds a little more depth to it, which is interesting. Initially, I was a little worried about it because crafting has been kind of done to death yes. recently. Yes, but this doesn't look too bad. No. And it doesn't look like there's going to be, unlike Pocket Camp, which is the uh, iOS version of it, it doesn't look like there's going to be any premium things where yeah. you have to buy extra things with real dollars pocket camp is the nightmare version of animal crossing that yes like it's the the bizarro like evil version (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but but no this game looks like a lot of fun i'm really into it they're getting a lot uh, it's leaning on cooperation a lot more than the 3ds version which is cool eight players can Mm -hmm. play at once which is seems like a lot it's a few. Like if the, I'm assuming the map is going to be bigger because thinking about the old Animal Crossing areas having eight people in it. I don't know. A... Yeah, I don't know how you'd fit eight <laughs> players on the yeah. old map, but this new one, yeah, it could be humongous. It has amiibo connectivity with all of the cards and all of the amiibo, which is personally a very good <laughs> thing. <laughs> I assume it was like a relief when they said amiibo support. I will not lie. I. I unclenched a little bit <laughs> when I heard that it still works with Amiibo cards as well I, as because there's like about hear, 500 of those things. Yeah, I was surprised to hear Nintendo remember that they existed. <laughs> I honestly have a theory that once all of the DLC characters for Smash are done, Nintendo's going to drop Amiibos. They're going to stop making them. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, I can see it. Which is kind of a shame because they're kind of, they're neat. They're neat. They're neat toys. They're a little just slightly more expensive than they than they need to be. If they were ten bucks, I would have zero issues with them. Right now, they're what fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, and that's a bump up from the t- 
eleven ninety nine where they used to be, but and I I still get the characters that I like really like. I'm missing four. I'm four away from being caught up currently. <laughs> what ones? What ones are you missing? Incineroar, Dark Samus, Simon, and Ivasaur. I have I have Simon. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need a Richter. Uh, I just got a Richter the other day. Yeah, I need my Castlevania man. <laughs> that Richter, that Richter sculpt is actually pretty neat. But the uh, Dark Samus one is actually really cool. It's really cool, and it looks like it is the common in the boxes. The Rick, the Richters are the rares in the shipment boxes, from what I can tell. Because a lot of places I went had like eight Dark Samuses or Samuses, Sam- Samusai, Samai, <laughs> and one Richter. That's why I ended up picking up the Richter. But uh, yeah. I have too many amiibo to not have them all yeah. at this point. It's an it's an issue. Anyway, Animal Crossing. <laughs> enough about enough about my problems. <laughs> uh, the amount of customization that that you can do in this version of the game is is amazing. Honestly, yes. like they really knocked it out of the park this time. It seems. Well, they took a lot of the features from Happy Home Designer, which was kind of a side game to New Leaf, and implemented those into this, which is kind of what I expected them to do. Did, I'm in. This did anyone is... play Happy Home Designer? I did. Okay. <laughs> I did, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I never tried yeah, it. Yeah, I never picked it up. If you can find a used copy for $10, I would say get it absolutely. Spending more than that, and it is not worth it because it is a bunch of features that should have just been added to New Leaf instead of having its own separate game. But... If it means that this game, the new one now, has everything together. It was an important step on it was the way a, there for exactly. Nintendo. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, overall, I was really happy with this uh, Direct. I'm looking forward to the game. It comes out March 20th. Same day as Doom Eternal. Same day as Doom Eternal. I I've mentioned every time. Yeah. it tickles yep. me for some reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's pretty great. The uh, Doom Twitter account has been just heaping praise onto yeah. the animal crossing account. <laughs> They're well aware that they yes. come out the same day <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not like a rivalry or anything. It's they're being very cute about it. I kind of love it. Two very different target audiences. Yes. But I think there, there is definitely a there's part, overlap. There's oh, a part yeah. of that Venn diagram that's there. And oh, that, there's I'm in it. Yeah. There, <laughs> there is a, there is a definite overlap and it is probably bigger than a lot of people expect because what are you going to do when you're done murdering a bunch of to calm down after murdering a million billion hell demons? <laughs> or what are you going to do after the two hours that you can play Animal Crossing in a day is up? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You go murder hell demons. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so excited for that Doom, though, also. Yeah. It looks very good. Yeah. And the uh, previous one was very good. So. Yeah. I, it, looks, it looks good and... I wish I could play yeah, first-person you, shooters. You're not a shoot boy. I'm not a shoot boy. Anyway, let's uh, move on to a few more things. This is another game. This is a kind of game-heavy show, but that's kind of the way the news Deal fell this 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 week. <laughs> but um, so Tiger Electronics. Do you guys remember Tiger Electronics? The <laughs> when your Game Boy died. Yes. This is what you had to play with. Uh-huh. Was the Tiger Electronics LCD games. They're very cheap. They were there was only one game per machine per handheld and, and they, they didn't have like actual graphics. It was just like LCD things lighting, lighting up. Lighting up, yeah. 
in a in fixed positions. Mm-hmm. And they were very popular in the late 80s, early 90s, and then disappeared. Well, guess what? They're back. Nostalgia <laughs> in has... form now. <laughs> yeah, and then pog form. Yeah. But uh, no, Nostalgia has brought them back with a bunch of titles. I'm excited. Four. Oh, there's four? I think there's four. Okay. Well, what are... There's what are a four? Sonic the Hedgehog 3 one, which that is... That makes sense. Yeah. And the, re- the rest of them are like cartoon licenses. And mm-hmm. there's that X-Men one. Great. Which has some really, really tasty uh, X-Men animated series art on I, it. I like it. I like it. Um, there's a Transformers one, which, you know. Oh, that's, sure. That's Transformers. Right yeah. And then there's a Little Mermaid one. Yes! <laughs> I owned that when I was a child. I played it to death. In fact, I played it so much that the whole thing fell apart. I think I still have, at my parents' house, I think I still have the broken frame. Um, <laughs> fun fact about very young Sam, very young, and I mean like four or five-year-old Sam, would take very hot baths <laughs> and would play the Little Mermaid Tiger Electronics handheld in the bath, and I played it so much in there that the front panel with all of the art peeled off, like it <laughs> loosened the glue from it, but I beat I beat that game, doggone it. I... I rammed Eric's ship into into Ursula enough until she died. I won. I beat that game. First game I ever be- beat as a child was Tiger Electronics <laughs> Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. So that is that is so awesome. <laughs> that is so excellent. Didn't you say you had it too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. It looks I don't have any fun stories, but <laughs> it seems like something you would have owned. You you were very uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. I broke my VHS. So <laughs> I That's one of the movies, you know, how kids will watch a movie every oh, single oh, day. Oh, sure. That was my movie. Oh, same here. Yeah. I think I think Little Mermaid was the first Disney film I watched. That and I think they released The Jungle Book on the old uh, VHS with the old big thick oh, clamshell. Yeah. The big, yeah, the big goofy one. I think those were the first two that I owned and I watched The Little Mermaid. To death. It's a good like, one. It's a classic. <laughs> it's really, really good. My first Disney movie that was also my first movie, I believe, was The Fox and the Hound, which is oh, it's all right. That's all right. <laughs> wasn't um, wasn't Kurt Russell the voice of the fox? I believe so. Which is weird. That's weird and wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my first movie that I remember watching was King Ralph. <laughs> Seriously, I don't remember anything about the movie, but like my first, you know how you can think back and go, okay, what is the first actual memory that you can picture in your brain? Like, and yours is the John Goodman vehicle, King Ralph. I get flashes of King, of seeing King Ralph in a movie theater that no longer exists in Bucyrus. There was a movie theater that unfortunately burnt to the ground oh. years. Well, this was years and years and years ago. And I think there's like a, a little mini uh, art park there now but i remember seeing king ralph <laughs> as a child or more accurately i remember leaving the theater at the end of king ralph i don't think my parents enjoyed it very much but <laughs> that is the first movie i remember watching and also the first memory i have we're learning a lot about yeah. sam today yeah. on this episode did, did you say for the after credits where samuel L. jackson has king ralph join the avengers initiative i, I didn't say for that unfortunately <laughs> No, missed out on that one. <laughs> they were setting up the MCU way, way earlier than oh, people wow, realized. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, talking of, you know, going from things that I remember as a child to things you remember as a child, tell me about Neopets. 
Uh, it's getting an animated series, apparently. For You're, some reason. For some reason. Okay. Yeah. I know nothing about Neopets. What is a Neopet? Neopets was like a late 90s, early 2000s online virtual pet website. Okay. I guess where you, you would adopt one of the titular Neopets mm-hmm. and then play games like poorly coded uh, HTML-based blackjack <laughs> to get points to buy food for your Neopets to... You couldn't really do a whole lot with them now that I think about it. Like, yeah. it's not like Pokemon where you could like battle them or whatever. Like, maybe you could, but it wasn't. It wasn't what done well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and a lot. It was a lot of collecting items and then selling them on your own little HTML store page. <laughs> they apparently taught a lot of kids how to code in HTML. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they could have their little spinning construction worker saying, uh, con- under construction. Come back soon. Come yeah. back soon so you can buy like a, a rainbow berry to feed your jub-jub. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, there's a cartoon that's yeah, coming. Is the, it a movie or a TV series? It's a, I think it's a TV. It's probably going to be on some streaming service, probably. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the, the current owners of... Neopets, Jumpstart Games, and some, I think, Canadian animation studio hmm. are are gearing up to unleash an animated series based on the just the hot property of Neopets. <laughs> Which still, I looked it up, you can still do it. Hmm. Um, there's a subscriber, you can pay money and uh, be a premium member of Neopets these days. Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> The world we live in yeah i i don't know if you can still play html based blackjack hmm. um but it is still there website still works huh interesting uh, it's not owned by scientology anymore well that's what yeah at one time uh it was owned by scientology or at least a large amount of it was oh <laughs> yeah it's worth digging into if you if you google that one there's a story there. yeah i might have to do a uh a wikipedia yeah the whole dive deep dive the whole story of That's... neopets is actually very interesting it was huh. like a i think like a husband and wife enterprise oh, okay in the early internet that you know blew up oh well i will i actually <laughs> might have to dig into that sometime that sounds kind of interesting it, it, it is, is really interesting piece of uh early web trivia it was like one of the first kid-centric kid-friendly websites that i can think of huh i can't believe i missed it somehow yeah it seems like it would have really been up your alley when you were a kid huh i i was i was just looking for something as close as i could get to pokemon on the internet and that's why i did it (laughs) (laughs) which is very there's a very pokemon look to a lot of the creatures Mm mm-hmm if I remember right, one was a human butler man, and I don't know why that ever well, that's, existed. Well, that's His weird. name was Bruce. Oh, that's... <laughs> okay. There was a bunch of cartoon monsters and and a character that looked more like a mascot for a search engine <laughs> than it did uh, a collectible monster. Oh, wow. Wow, weird. <laughs> See, this everything you're saying, I don't remember neopets at all but everything you're saying reminds me of a fad that happened around i want to say 2006 2007 called webkins which sounds a lot like this but there was a stuffed animal component like a a physical component because we sold them like crazy at uh fye uh and you would buy it it was basically if you took a uh, oversized beanie baby and on the tag 
had a code that you would punch into the website and then you would have your pet online that you would play games with and it sounds like yeah, it is I'm, a I'm sure a toy company saw Neopets and said let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. 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 Oh, so many of those things ended up getting the tags ripped off and stolen. <laughs> Because people, yeah, it's it was. I mean, was that's sad. the only part you really need if you want to do the if you were interested in the online portion. I yeah, mean. people who played with the Webkins came down came into in two varieties. One was the folks that would tear the tag off and stuff the toy in the back of the store because that's where they ripped the tag off, thinking there were cameras in the store. There were never any cameras in the store, <laughs> and then you would just have to return the product. And then you would have the ones that are into collecting physical properties like beanie babies. And people would go nuts for the new shipment because apparently there were chase variants and one out of every hundred was a special toucan with a third <laughs> color on its beak. The, and people would fight over them. <laughs> the princess die bear. I would be <laughs> lying. If I said I didn't have to break up a fist fight, of a couple of moms once. Oh my god! In the it, at the Marion Mall <laughs> at the Fye over a webkin. Neither of you get it. That's what I told him. I said you both leave. No one gets the webkin. <laughs> it's I, my webkin now. And I was the manager on duty, so they had to. <laughs> Fun times. Nice. Fun times at the Marion Mall. Do we want to talk about Rick Moranis coming back? Yeah, let's talk about yeah, what Rick. That's a yeah, cool to, thing. yeah, let's wrap one. things up yeah. with uh, Rick Moranis coming back. They're doing a is it is it a movie? Are they doing another Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie or is it a series? I am not a hundred percent sure on that. Movie. I think it's a movie. But yeah, Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement to do a Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's great. I. I'm, have you do you know about why he got out of acting that whole thing behind it it's kind of a sad yeah story it, it's because like his wife died and his, he wanted to take care of his kids Is exactly that was? Yep, yeah that's exactly it and so really the last time he had done anything he put out a country album called the neurotic cowboy <laughs> which is funny which is funny yeah. and there he did some voices in the brother bear movies because it was him and Dave Thomas, the the Bob and Doug McKenzie were the two voices of the of the two moose and Brother not Bear. Not the Wendy's one. Not the Wendy's guy. No, unfortunately not. But uh, other than that, he really hasn't done any acting in I want to say fifteen years at least. I'm glad. At it, least I'm glad it's for this and not Ghostbusters. To be Me completely too. honest. Me too. I'm glad he's avoiding the dumpster fire oh, that yeah. that entire franchise has kind of become. You think that means he'll be in it? Like, as a surprise? I mean, it opens, it opens the door to it, I it suppose. It does, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think Mor Moranis is at the point in his career that he's proven that he can. he's perfectly happy not acting, so he can be choosy about what he comes back yeah. to be in. So if there's something... Which means he can... There's a potential for him to only be in good things, and yeah. that's great. And, you know, I like the of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies. It's not one I really grew up with a whole lot. It wasn't one that we owned when I was a kid, so we didn't really watch it yeah. a I, ton. I know I've seen them, yeah. mm -hmm. I but like I don't remember. Them. I've actually yeah. seen Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, the yeah. sequel, more I've than the- more, I've seen that one more than the the original, <laughs> honestly. I think I saw that one in theaters, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. And I remember the television series- and it wasn't, wasn't on that. No, it <laughs> was 
Oh, who was it? It was the guy from Police Academy and Three Men and a Baby. Oh, God. I just looked at Police Academy because it's on Netflix. Oh, what is his name? I I refuse to look it up. Oh, geez. Which one? I'm assuming like the main guy. It's the, yeah, it's the main guy from. Oh, oh. Now we're all doing it. Yeah. Oh. That guy. I see his face. Yes. Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg. I That's got it. it. It was the Goot. That's right. The, yeah, it was Steve Gutenberg was the Rick Moranis part. The show did not last very long, but I remember watching the show as a kid. We didn't have to look it up. Good job. We didn't have to look it up. Uh, we earned we earned this one this week. We yeah. Whew. Man. Steam was coming out of our ears. You could hear the guys the gears grinding a little bit there. Yeah, but we got it. Editor's note, that was not Steve Gutenberg in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series. The part of Wayne Zielinski was played by Peter Scolari. So there you go. But no, Rick Moranis coming back. That's super amazing. I'm, I'm really, really happy about it. Just out of nowhere. It's great. Yeah. 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 Why I'm not? Gl- I'm glad that he was able to make this decision himself and yes. wasn't pushed into doing anything he didn't want. Exactly. And hopefully we'll be attached to a good project. I, I can't see how he could mess up a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. It's a pretty fun mm-hmm. adventure concept. That Wasn't just... it originally written by the guy who did Reanimator? I don't know. Yeah. Something about... So... Brian Yunza? Or... No, not, no, not Yunza. Stuart Gordon? Stuart Gordon. For some reason, I, I thought it was Stuart Gordon wrote the original and was attached to direct. And... Decided... Boy, I... I would have loved the Stuart Gordon version of that movie. Yeah, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, I think the story was he was attached, wrote it, and was attached to direct, and couldn't handle, like physically, couldn't handle being under Disney scrutiny. Like he started, like getting a bl- nosebleed and started passing out during his one meeting with Disney, <laughs> and just physically could not handle doing it it actually it was Stuart gordon and it was also brian yeah, it was Yuzna. Yuzna. interesting see i yeah can you imagine that would have been a, a much grosser film yeah sure <laughs> but I, well i think he wrote it also as a children's uh-uh. film i think it was one of those where he wrote it as a way to go okay i want to show something to my kids yeah so but yeah Although if they got that guy uh how was that is it howlin mad george that does the special oh my god howlin mad george yeah. <laughs> if if Stuart Gordon had done Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, what's what are the odds that oh uh, Jeffrey Combs was written? He would have as... been really good as the dad. Yeah, I mean Rick Moranis is great, but, mm-hmm. but he's an excellent alternative to Rick Moranis. Yeah, it almost seems like it was written for him. Yeah, Herbert West. Her- yes. Uh huh. I uh. love Reanimator. That's one of my favorite. It's movies. a good one. It's a good one. They uh, they um they live is weird. Have you seen They Live? That's no, not They Live. Yeah, that's the John Carpenter. Jared, movie. Yeah, what's the what was the sequel to? Or not really a sequel, but the next one that Stuart Gordon had done from Beyond. From Beyond, I have not seen From Beyond. Weird, like super, super weird. I've seen really, a lot of Stuart Gordon movies, but not that one. Really stylized, really cool looking, but oh my, oh weird, weird one. And uh, on the- <laughs> Dagon is a great movie. Dagon is kind of a... It's one yeah. of the best uh, Lovecraft movies mm-hmm. that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, that one is really good, too. Society is a good... <laughs> 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 it's a great movie. It's <laughs> not Stuart Gordon. That's a that's a Yuzna. That's Yuzna and Howl Mad... Screaming Mad George. 
I love oh that. Oh boy. It's oh so boy. Gross. Yeah. It's so gross and it's so weird. And yeah. Yep. The beginning is pretty forgettable, but the end sure the isn't. End. Oh boy, the end. Yeah. No, no. That is one thing you will not be able to say about society is that it's for- forgettable. Mm, mm, On that note, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Those images will stay with you for the rest of your life. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, anyway, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on various <laughs> forms of social media, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram by looking up Nerd Overload now. Makes me miss Josh every, I, every <laughs> single time. We got to get him back on the show. He's coming. He's coming back soon. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. Leave us a message. Tell us your favorite Stuart Gordon movie <laughs> at 586-372-8020. That's right. And we're also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Nerd Overload. Now, I guess I should... I've never spelled out Patreon because it's not spelled patron. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com backslash nerd overload now if you like the show and you want to help support us you can head over there and check out ways you can do that and i also want to thank david pencil for the use of our intro and outro you can find more of his stuff at davidpencil.com and And hey do us a favor uh, give us a five-star review on the itunes yeah that'd be great that helps uh, people find the show we haven't said that in a while and uh, you know that helps us out it does (laughs) it does help us out quite a bit so again thank you all for tuning in and we will be back next week peace out